0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Still a very exciting time of the year for sports. And without a doubt, people are going to be looking to get in on the action and we have the best place for you to go. My bookie, if you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit two grand right now, you get an extra grand in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV, that's capital BLV, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, get paid, MyBookie. Today is Wednesday, February 26th, 2020. We are about, well, not about, exactly four days removed. From Tyson Fury knocking Deontay Wilder's lights out on Saturday night in Vegas. I mean, what a battle. A heavyweight assault, an armed combat war, arm again. Okay, it wasn't all that, but it was interesting enough uh, to watch, nonetheless. Tyson Fury burying Deontay Wilder in the end, snapping that undefeated streak of Wilder. We'll break down the fight, pound for pound, round for round, fist for fist, haymaker for haymaker. Here on episode 163, I wanted to dive into some possible future scenarios for Tyson Fury as well, both in boxing and world wrestling entertainment, because you know. Triple H was there. He was probably sitting ringside, probably planning on chucking a bag of cash Tyson Fury's way pretty soon. I mean, it is WrestleMania season after all. And speaking of WrestleMania, it's right around the corner, Tampa Bay. WrestleMania 36. We'll discuss what the match card may or may not look like. I mean, it looks like a lot of no planning, it seems, going into this year's event. Although the Edge Randy Orton storyline sure is firing on all cylinders right now. So we'll discuss. Episode 163, 163, presented by Belly Up Sports. Be sure to follow Belly Up Sports on Twitter, at Belly Up Sports. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this show using Podchaser and Podbean, please. Spring training is in full effect out in Arizona and Florida. And the best place to grab your tickets is over at TickPick.com. Use the promo code OSHO10, that's capital O-S-H-O-W-10, for $10 off your next order. And it's also always a great time to get off the couch and exercise. Head on over to MechaNutritionStore.com for all the latest protein supplements. And if you use the promo code OSHO20, that's capital O-S-H-O-W-20, you'll get $20 off your next order. 163, coming in hot. Yuri Wilder 2 in Vegas this past Saturday. It's interesting, though. Deontay Wilder has actually offered a wild uh, conspiracy theory Uh, behind his knockout loss to Tyson Fury. It was in the seventh round. He claims that his cornerman Mark Breland, was influenced by members of Tyson Fury's camp to throw in uh, the towel. And Deontay Wilder was actually sent to the canvas twice in in the rematch before Breland threw in the towel when uh, uh, Wilder began taking, of course, unanswered shots in the seventh round against Fury. Uh, But despite blood streaming out of his ear and looking well out of his depth, Uh, Deontay Wilder was furious at the stoppage, believed he could have gone more. So days after this loss, Deontay Wilder actually raised the potential of another uh, conspiracy theory, saying that Breland had been influenced to throw in the towel by a uh, former wbc super middleweight champion anthony durell who's in tyson uh, Fury's camp and Durrell was sitting near wilder's corner and is trained by uh, javon sugarhill steward who recently started training tyson fury so wilder believes that durell was yelling at breland to stop the fight in order to give his trainer a win and he said and i quote here it really makes you think about different things i don't want to put negative thoughts in my head or have any kind of conspiracy theories going on but it does make you think, that's what he told Boxing Scene uh, just yesterday, something did something that's not up to him, and even when they're instructed not to, they still proceeded on. And then getting influenced by the opposing team, one of the guys that trains with the opposed trainer, you know, it makes you think he was influenced by Durrell. They say Durrell was in back of him screaming, throw in the towel, throw in the towel. We love our champ. And you know, Anthony works with Sugar as well. So the opposed trainer, uh, Tyson's trainer, I uh, thinks Durrell works for them, too. So for his part here, Breland said that he couldn't hear a thing Durrell was saying and threw the towel in to protect his fighter, first and foremost. And Breland's move has been, of course, widely praised by fans. And Wilder said that he's going to make a decision on Breland's future over the next couple of weeks. Again, he was furious with the decision. And uh, now the former, he's now the former, he did lose, former WBC heavyweight champion. He's going to reportedly exercise an immediate rematch clause with a third. 30- fight loosely scheduled right now for june or july against tyson fury and the Durrell conspiracy theory of course isn't the only excuse wilder has given since the defeat he also claimed that he struggled uh after the suit he was wearing to the ring tired his legs out of all things i mean really that's what we're going with Deontay wilder denied he was even hurt by uh tyson fury during their rematch last weekend with uh wilder saying that the suit that he walked out into the ring with was too heavy and he was dropped not once but twice on the way in that fight to losing in that seventh round tko at the mgm grand arena of course it was fu- it was uh stopped when uh, mark Breland threw in the towel uh, it was a huge right hand from tyson fury that really sent uh deontay wilder to the canvas in that third round and left uh left him bleeding from the ear and his footwork was really non-existent in this fight too he struggled to move around the ring before any body shot in that fifth round uh again he had a big big right hand a big right hook from tyson fury that floored him in the fifth round again he also hit the deck more than twice but both were ruled slips Uh, speaking to the veteran reporter, I think it was Kevin Lowell of Yahoo Sports. Deontay Wilder said that the suit that he wore for his walkout, which was of course an honor for Black History Month, he said it was too heavy and left his legs fatigued. He said, and I quote, he didn't hurt me at all. But the simple fact is that my uniform was way too heavy for me. I didn't have no legs from the beginning of the fight. In the third round, my legs were just shot all the way through. I didn't think it was going to be that heavy. It weighed 40 pounds, 40-some 40 pounds with the helmet and all the batteries. I wanted my tribute to get uh, uh, be great for Black History Month. I wanted it to be good, and I guess I put that before anything. So speaking to The Athletic, he says that he's going to exercise his right uh, to uh, his immediate rematch. And Wilder has about 28 days in counting to formally request that rematch, which will most likely take place in either June or July. I don't know, Deontay. I mean, he's never lost a fight before. I I guess he's really never lost before. So he's taking this loss, obviously, with a, a flesh of excuses, more than one excuse i don't know he sounds like a sore loser to me i don't know i wasn't there i wasn't wearing the suit but uh at the end of the day tyson fury is the new wbc world heavyweight champion big win over deontay wilder uh here let's let's talk about this round for round pound for pound of course round number one uh tyson fury rushed across the ring to meet deontay wilder but of course that opening minute uh, ensued before he uh, began to uh, really exert his aggression on De- on Deontay Wilder. And a left hook right off the bat, right-hand combination uh, landed, and Wilder managed uh, a reaching right hand. And, of course, in round two, it was a big right from Deontay that landed uh, quite cleanly. But it didn't really fluster Tyson Fury. It didn't really bother him. And a Fury left hook looked pretty decent before a left-right combination had Wilder quickly clinching. So I think he. I would safe to say that Tyson Fury won the first two rounds. Round three, though, uh, Fury of course really hurt Wilder again early in the third with uh, really swinging away wildly in that in that uh, round. But a perfectly timed right hand landed on wilder's left ear which sent the champion down again and then he got up quickly as tyson fury uh went after him quickly hitting the deck against uh uh i I guess they called it a slip that was one of the two slips at the end of round number three round four of course tyson goes in looking for the finish uh deontay wilder still possibly struggling from the previous round in round three i mean both men were swinging away haymaker after haymaker in round four with Again, Deontay Wilder slipping again. And then in round five... Tyson Fury he landed another huge right hand before moments later like literally right after a right to the head and then a left hook to the body that put Wilder down again and again he quickly rose so got to give Deontay Wilder a lot of credit here but in round six Deontay Wilder just looked exhausted he looks exhausted he looks bewildered still trying to find a a way to win this fight still trying to find the saving right hand uh, in his arsenal but further left hooks ensure that Tyson Fury finishes the round superbly like insanely easy and then in round seven of course Deontay Wilder looks ragged again he's running on empty he's hurt by another left hook more lazy right hands followed from a struggling champion who naively really seeks solace in the corner I mean Tyson Fury pinned him in the opposite corner peppered him with shots prompting one after the other, and Wilder's corner men, of course, thrown in the towel to finish that fight, and Tyson Fury really dominating this fight in his rematch against Deontay Wilder. Really a tell of two stories in these two fights, of course, in round, and uh, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder one It was all Deontay Wilder. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it was a draw between Wilder and Tyson. I mean, nobody complained that we got a rematch after that stunning fight. I mean, Wilder and the entire crowd Thought it was over in round 12 of that first fight between Fury and Wilder when uh, Tyson Fury hit the deck. I mean, Wilder's fiancé even yelled out congratulations to Deontay Wilder. It wasn't over by a a long stretch. And surely Tyson Fury did more than enough, despite the knockdowns, to come out on top. But Deontay Wilder did not raise his arms as the bell rang. And it looks like he knows what's coming now. But (laughs) the, the fight was scored a draw. Scandalous judging and a huge black eye for boxing. I mean, split decision uh, with one judge scoring it for each fighter, and then the third having it as a uh, 113-113 draw. I mean, what an embarrassing way for a magnificent fight to end. I mean, Deontay Wilder got very, very lucky there, and despite what he is now saying, he knows it. So uh, we saw it again, and the better man came out on top. I do believe Tyson Fury should have won that first fight. Uh, I, I do think Deontay Wilder, to my point, uh, fought a lot better in that boxing match the first time around than he did in this one. But, uh, I mean, my God. I mean, Fury, totally in control of round 12 that first go-around, got blasted to the canvas with a massive right hook and then a clubbing left. And his head bounced off the canvas. He's, he, he was not going to get up. He did just in the nick of time. Uh, Deontay Wilder looked to finish the fight. Fury was not—he was he was out on his feet. I mean, it, all, it was only a matter of time, but— tyson fury held on and his head was starting to uh, completely clear i mean wilder was loading up one more huge shot would have finished it for deontay and tyson fury got his legs back i mean great action incredible fight uh tyson fury landing a couple of punches in the final minute the bell rang it was 10-8 wilder 115-111 fury and then uh 113-113 But they got it right this time, Tyson Fury walking away, the new champ, uh, probably not as entertaining as the first one. I mean, if you want to go round for round for the first fight, I mean, Fury, I think, led it 10-9 after the first fight, Uh, Wilder 10-9 after the the second round, excuse me, 10-9 Fury in round three, 10-9 Fury in round four, Uh, 10-9 Fury in round five fury led 59 55 after round six he won round seven uh won round eight um i think wilder won round nine and then of course 10 went to fury 11 went to i mean fury should have won that fight very debatable in the end i mean again very scandalous at the end of that fight between wilder and fury the first go around uh fury wilder two. obviously they got it right and uh Deontay Wilder, unfortunately, is being a sore loser about it. Deal with the punches, my friend. With that being said, let's talk about the future of Tyson Fury. So he's now the champ. Uh, Everybody is kind of assuming that Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua would probably be the single biggest fight in British boxing history. I mean, after his win, I mean, all four heavyweight belts are now in the hands of British boxers, which... Uh, Anthony Joshua holding the IBF, uh, WBA and WBO titles. I mean, the demand for a Joshua Fury super fight, but of course, the third contest between Fury and Wilder is probably the most likely scenario. And before uh, the the fight on Saturday, Fury's promoter, Frank Warren, actually revealed that there was a trilogy clause in the contract. So we're probably getting that fight first. Wilder now has, again, uh, about 28 days and counting to call on the rematch, and if he does, Fury has to accept it. As for Anthony Joshua, though, who became a two-time heavyweight champion by defeating Andy Ruiz Jr. in their Saudi Arabia rematch back in December, uh, he must make mandatory IBF challenger, uh, I think it's Pulev of Bulgaria's next fight. I mean, the the date and the venue are still to be officially confirmed, but it's slated for the summer, meaning fans may have to wait for an all-British heavyweight world title bout uh, at least for another year. I mean let's just analyze fury wilder three for a second i mean i can see a market for this but i'm not sure it's the type of market tyson fury is talking about taking it uh obviously to the new Raiders stadium here in las vegas i mean the trilogy fight would be a hard sell i mean i gave tyson fury every round in this in this fight but i can't see on the basis of 10 uh, of saturday uh, that any market would, would love a rematch here a, a trilogy fight between uh fury and wilder i mean i don't see it but you can still do something with it. it it it's because Wilder's showreel is still so brilliant it's because Wilder is such a brilliant showman I mean could this be it his last chance probably I mean if Tyson had just bashed up another heavyweight maybe even Anthony Joshua or Andy Ruiz or Adilian White I might not think there would be a third fight but let's not forget that Uh, Deontay Wilder has done what he's done so far. Forty-one of forty-two men he has uh beaten. He's decimated, he's dropped them, and he he's left them cold, cold blooded, shaking, quivering. The one thing he didn't lose on Saturday night was his punching power. He lost his way, not 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 his punching power. So bizarrely, I still think that they could market a third fight here, but again, we'll see. I mean, can we expect a Fury Joshua fight? Um Anytime soon, I mean, I'm absolutely adamant that this is the single biggest fight in British boxing history. I mean, Anthony Joshua against Tyson Fury... And it it became bigger tonight. I mean, suddenly you have all four championship belts at stake. I mean, it's such an enormous fight. And in theory, the amount of money out there could mean that it gets made. I mean, I think it was Bob Oram who obviously wants it here in Las Vegas at the new Raiders Stadium. I mean, Frank Warren would be happy to have it in Saudi Arabia. And of course, there's always the Wembley situation. I I just don't think it's going to happen this year. And I think that it's a great shame. I'm still going... Obviously, in the direction of the Deontay Wilder trilogy, I don't. I, I personally, I just explain why I don't want it to happen. But it's in his claws. It's probably going to happen in the next four weeks. It's going to get confirmed. It's going to be officially announced. And I don't rule out something really weird like Dillian White. I mean, you could still sell out the MGM Grand Arena for Dillian White. So, I mean, don't rule out Dillian White and AJ. But it's not going to be the end of this year. It'll be. It'll be AJ probably. Uh, in April or, or May of next year. Of course, talking about Anthony Joshua. So with that being said, there's another thing that uh, Tyson Fury's is probably going to be booked in. Maybe a WWE appearance again. Triple H was sitting ringside. Triple H, Stephanie McMahon alongside Stephen A. Smith. You probably saw it on your television screens. Uh, he's going to get thrown a giant bag of cash by Triple H to compete. Probably not at Saudi Arabia since Thursday. But possibly at WrestleMania against uh, probably Braun Strowman again. I mean, he worked with them uh, during the Halloween season. I think it was October, that Saudi Arabia event. It was an an attraction match, of course, against Braun Strowman at Crown Jewel. Made relatively quick work uh, after beating Deontay Wilder. I mean, Fury bested Wilder uh, in, again, seven rounds. I mean, the right hand led to many in the industry leaning toward Wilder in the battle of the unbeaten here. Probably a a trilogy coming with the biggest boxing match of, of 2020. Basically, now in the books, in the month of February, Tyson Fury could, again, really have no choice here but to take that contract, take that bag of cash with WWE leading into WrestleMania season. I mean, his TKO victory in the seventh round of a major boxing pay-per-view is sure to translate uh, to a massive boxing payday for the undefeated fighter. But after making, I think he made $15 million for his stint in Saudi Arabia, $15 million for literally two and a half minutes in the ring. Tyson Fury could secure a whole new bag of money uh, in his downtime with an appearance at WrestleMania 36 in Tampa Bay, Florida. I mean, last month, uh, I think WWE insiders reported that WWE remained interested in booking Tyson Fury for WrestleMania. I mean, still, his fight against Wilder was quote unquote crucial here in whether or not this would happen because you're not going to bring him in if he loses. Um, I mean, WWE wasn't about to shell out millions for a man who lost a major pay-per-view fight. That's why Triple H was there. But obviously now with Fury becoming a an even bigger star after showing out in this rematch, he's expected to be more watched than the original boxer. I mean, WWE may have to come up uh, with their asking price for Tyson Fury after this fight. He was victorious over Strowman uh, in a very awkward brawl at Crown Jewel, which resulted in a countout win for the champ and then of course uh, during the the, the post uh, show the following week on Friday Night Smackdown Strowman and Fury uh, kind of formed a truce as like a tag team they took out the B team which is Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas and then they teased a potential tag team alliance and if the plan is for WWE to have Tyson Fury wrestle again it would be best to hide him in a tag team given his 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 like novice level of of training and execution in professional wrestling but again after after landing the right side of a lucrative boxing rivalry with a very quality opponent tyson fury is not only going to command a higher salary as a wwe outsider but he could probably help garner more interest here in a product that's failed time and time again to to do so with its full-time performers so, speaking of WrestleMania, though, let's let's dive into what the card could look like, because there's a lot of matches that are planned, but a lot of rumors are saying, Dave Meltzer's reporting that a lot of those plans have changed. I mean, it's like six weeks away. I mean, they really got to come up with some matches. I mean, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. The only real confirmed match, I mean, Randy Orton versus Edge, obviously, is going to happen at WrestleMania. It's not official yet, but that storyline's playing out. Edge is supposed to come back in a few weeks. I think March 9th, they said, in DC for all. he's been off screen for the past five weeks, so- Randy Orton's been building it up Again he's only back part time Is Adam Edge Copeland But let's talk about the WWE Wrestlemania The Road to Wrestlemania match card Here on episode 163 After this quick word from TickPick I am so bummed I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow And now it's sold out It's her freaking birthday Aw oh, dude, she's only gonna break up with you He's definitely gonna break up with me Should've used TickPick Wait, what'd you say? Tick-pick. No hidden fees. what you guys think I said? Oh, tick-pick. I thought you said... TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. WWE, Wrestlemania 36. I mean, WWE is in the process of making some really drastic changes to Wrestlemania 36. I mean, it was reported late last year. I mean, this was probably set in stone months ago that Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, was going to defend the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Uh, While it was only a week ago that news broke John Cena will be on SmackDown this Friday. too. Two days away, John Cena returns to WWE for the first time since last summer. But news broke that John Cena last week would be returning to the ring for probably the most underwhelming match in WrestleMania history, John Cena versus Elias. However... It appears that both of those matches, which were expected to be two of the biggest SmackDown matches, uh, they're probably off now. Is what they're saying. Reigns versus White and Elias versus Cena may have been scrapped altogether, according to wrestling observers. Dave Meltzer so he said WWE Universal Champion versus Roman Reigns along with John Cena versus Elias were reportedly scheduled to be on this year's Wrestlemania 36 match card but those are now being changed according to the latest Wrestling Observer Radio the potential new matches were not given but for the other match Wyatt is defending his title against Goldberg at WWE Super Showdown this Thursday on February 27th in Saudi Arabia Dave Meltzer speculated that if Wyatt versus Reigns isn't in the cards, Goldberg may be in line to win the title at Super Showdown. And he also noted that uh, in total, five or six WrestleMania matches have changed recently, pretty much only on the SmackDown brand side. So Vince McMahon has long, long been known for making last minute changes to his product, whether for better or for worse. Though it isn't exactly clear why WWE seems to be shifting away from those plans to do Wyatt versus Reigns and Elias versus Cena. I mean, one would think it boils down to two things. Fan resistance to those matches and WWE's desire to have the biggest card possible for WrestleMania 36. I mean, Cena versus Elias, come on, Vince. But when it became clear in late 2019 that WWE is building towards Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt for the title, that didn't exactly sit well with fans because of how predictable it seemed. I mean, while Reigns is more universally liked than ever before at this point, that would likely change if and when Roman Reigns started feuding with Wyatt. So who is, I mean, he's, I think Wyatt is WWE's top merchandise seller. And obviously, their most popular heel right now. I mean, I, he's, I think he's WWE's top merchandise seller with everything going on. I mean, Roman Reigns beating the Fiend again it would not be good for Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt needs to stay undefeated as champion. The problem is here, though there there isn't a whole lot of other options for Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt on SmackDown. Which it is it what makes this week's Super Showdown event so interesting? I mean, with Goldberg, it's it's there that Wyatt will defend the universal championship against bill and after uh goldberg's recent return to smackdown it resulted in a huge boost in viewership for uh for fox and smackdown there's been mounting speculation here that wwe is going to keep him around for wrestlemania 36 as a potentially huge draw on the show um reports have indicated that goldberg isn't slated currently to be at WrestleMania 36, but that could change based off his recent uh, effect on viewership and strong crowd reaction to his SmackDown appearances over the past couple of weeks. I mean, a Goldberg win at Super Showdown would, of course throw a huge wrench into the plans right now uh, inc- for plans including uh, Roman Reigns and John Cena. I mean, with the WWE Network subscriber count plummeting in 2019 with poor booking and WWE reportedly potentially moving its pay-per-views to ESPN Plus or another streaming provider – WWE is likely going to have to stack this card for WrestleMania 36 to make the show as appealing as possible to potential new providers. I mean, there's a rumor of huge matches like Undertaker versus AJ Styles, first time ever, Randy Orton versus Edge. Um, that those matches appear to be virtually set in stone for the pay per view. But if WWE's goal is to make this year's edition of WrestleMania the biggest ever in Tampa Bay, Florida, It could do just that with the addition of huge matches for stars like Goldberg, Roman Reigns, and John Cena. I mean, the possibilities here there's many i mean including roman reigns versus goldberg you could do john cena versus goldberg you could even do john cena versus the fiend bray wyatt for the universal title cena chases title number uh, 17 all of which may or may not involve the universal championship I mean, I mean that likely leaves elias as the odd man out i mean who really cares which is no surprise given that despite once being wwe's top merchandise mover he really isn't viewed to be on their level in terms of star power There are cases to be made, though, against uh, just about any of these uh, potential matches. I mean, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg match might not be very good, but it would position two polarizing babyfaces against one another, which might hurt the crowd reaction to it i mean john cena versus goldberg would be quite the spectacle too but again the match itself probably wouldn't be great john cena versus bray wyatt is intriguing it's an intriguing possibility i mean there's history there but it already happened at wrestlemania 30 in the past and would likely result in a bizarre crowd reaction to i mean because john cena is often booed as a baby face while bray wyatt is typically cheered as a heel That may not uh, ultimately matter, however. I mean, WWE will undoubtedly choose to book whichever matches Vince McMahon and those within the company feel will draw in in the most fans at WrestleMania 36, even though the WWE and Vince McMahon will have to break the bank to get a star like Goldberg on the card and even Tyson Fury. So no, no matter how this all plays out, This Thursday, tomorrow, Super Showdown event just got a whole lot more interesting uh, because the outcomes of Reigns versus Baron Corbin and Bray Wyatt versus Goldberg will now have an even bigger effect on the WrestleMania 36 ramifications. Another rumor is actually suggesting that Drew McIntyre is expected to uh, beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 36. Uh, and then win the title and then feud with Seth Rollins over the WWE Championship later in the year. Uh, Paul Davis said, a WWE source told me that the plan is for Drew McIntyre to win the WWE Championship from Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and there are already plans in place for McIntyre's post-Mania feuds, and Seth Rollins is one of the names planned for the summer. So it was noted that McMahon, of course, is a big supporter of McIntyre and badly wants him to win the title from Lesnar. It says that Vince likes everything about him, and he thinks he represents the company well, uh, when he does media appearances he looks good and he talks good and that is exactly what Vince McMahon is looking for Drew McIntyre has already established a relationship with Vince McMahon like most of the top guys do and bearing an injury the same source told me uh, or told Paul Davis excuse me that Vince is set on uh, Drew McIntyre winning the title and that it is very unlikely that he's going to change his mind on this one so both Vince McMahon and and Triple H, they're both very well-known supporters of Drew McIntyre, but that really hasn't prevented Drew McIntyre from being plagued by the start and stop pushes he's had since he's returned to WWE's uh, roster. I think it was just April 2018 when he returned with Dolph Ziggler on Raw, and even though Drew McIntyre has been one of, the, one of WWE's most believable and well-rounded performers over the past two years, it wasn't until... I'd say like late last year that WWE truly began pushing McIntyre to the main event level that many fans felt he should have been at years ago. I mean McIntyre's suddenly massive push here likely came about for a couple of reasons. I mean one, Drew McIntyre demonstrated with his positive effect on Raw viewership that he has the makings of a potential draw for the red brand and with the right booking, I mean that's it. Two, there was a lack of intrigue, you could say, real but realistic options, you could say, for Brock Lesnar on Raw because Brock Lesnar has already feuded with Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, um, Randy Orton. I mean, rising stars on Raw don't really make it a believable foe for Lesnar. Like, he's going to face Ricochet um, tomorrow at Super Showdown. Like, you know he's going to put up a fight there and make Ricochet look really good, but he's not beating Brock Lesnar. And WWE even considered Alistair Black versus Lesnar at WrestleMania 36, but ultimately decided against it, largely because Drew McIntyre was better positioned as a realistic and slightly more popular opponent for Brock Lesnar. And based on crowd reaction alone, Drew McIntyre is the right choice to dethrone Brock Lesnar, who's likely gonna disappear again from WWE after WrestleMania thirty six, the way he typically does following each WrestleMania year. And of course, of WWE will then face probably an uphill battle trying to have Drew McIntyre remain as over as he is uh, right now. Uh, you know, they they, they 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 turned on him before. Why wouldn't they turn on him again? I mean, it, it, they typically do that with strongly pushed baby faces. We saw it a year ago with Seth Rollins. Of course, we saw it with Roman Reigns before him. And that being said, that doesn't make the expectation, I mean, it doesn't make the expected decision here uh, to crown Drew McIntyre as the WWE Championship uh, a bad one. But Brock Lesnar, after all, is one of the select few superstars in WWE, maybe the only superstar with the type of massive star power that can actually help transform Drew McIntyre, who was once a poorly booked superstar uh, and trying to turn him into a household name here. So McIntyre versus Lesnar should probably actually main event WrestleMania 36 this year, and it should also serve as a showcase for Drew McIntyre that firmly cements him as the perennial main eventer in WWE. I mean, heading into the summer months on Raw, Drew McIntyre should be a dominant champion who feuds with probably the biggest heels on the red brand, but... It isn't clear if or when that planned feud with Seth Rollins is actually going to happen. I mean, WWE is widely expected uh, to host another superstar shakeup or draft following 36, uh, at least in part to boost its often struggling TV viewership. And it's possible that the changes made to Raw and SmackDown may finally send Seth Rollins, who's spent his entire career on Raw, to smackdown for the first time and in addition to that seth rollins reportedly could be taking an extended uh break an extended hiatus if you will from wwe him and becky lynch at some point following wrestlemania 36 which might throw a wrench into wwe's post wrestlemania plans for mcintyre and while it's really difficult here to kind of envision seth rollins taking time off so soon after his heel turn that might benefit him that might benefit seth rollins in the long term Because his short stint as a villain hasn't been booked all that effectively while he's also already recently feuded with Drew McIntyre, albeit with the heel and babyface roles reversed. I mean, with Rollins dominating the world title picture on Raw for so much of 2019, it, w- it would probably be best to keep him away from the title scene for the foreseeable future leading into the summer. And with Raw also now serving as the go-to place for WWE's up-and-coming stars, maybe Paul Heyman, who's running the show, basically, and uh, the creative team will consider giving someone like Andrade or even like a, another rising heel a shot at Drew McIntyre. What seems more likely, though is that WWE is probably going to utilize an established heel right after Brock Lesnar. Someone like the loathed Randy Orton as a post-mania foe for Drew McIntyre. But regardless, it appears that WWE is intent on elevating Drew McIntyre with a massive WWE championship run here, a big win at WrestleMania over Lesnar. That's probably going to position him for a long reign and major feuds with the likes of Seth Rollins in the spring and summer months. I mean, is that enough to make fans consistently tune into Raw? We shall see. Still uh, competing with AEW, AEW Revolution taking place uh, this weekend on the 28th. On the uh, 29th excuse me, Saturday night. I mean, you got Chris Jericho, La Champion versus John Moxley for the AEW title. Probably the biggest AEW title match to date. If it wasn't Cody, uh, or yeah, Cody versus Chris at uh, uh, AEW Full Gear back in November. You got Adam Page and Kenny Omega as the AEW tag team champions taking on the Young Bucks. I mean, I mean, that's the elite going up against the elite. I mean, the elite's fracturing relationship here has really been brewing for a while now adam page has uh disassociated himself from the very group that he chose to align himself with in order to begin a new wrestling revolution in aew with the elite i mean it's pretty easy to see that adam page here hasn't been too keen on sharing the spotlight with the rest of the elite uh lately via storyline of course but every time he and kenny omega interact with the young bucks Adam Page always looks uncomfortable and not in the mood for most of their antics. So that visible uh dissension between Page and his former stablemates here has led to this. And I'm expecting this match to lead to Adam Page further distancing himself from his former brothers. I mean, who will win the match? I have no idea. I- I'm just happy that we're getting it. I mean, the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Adam Page. I mean, we got uh Nilo Rose versus Chris Statlander. I mean, Nyla Rose finally did something that she should have done the first time she was given a chance to do it. She beat Rio. She beat. Uh, 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 she she claimed the AEW World Championship from Rio. The, the, and while Rio has competed in a few matches that I actually enjoyed, I wasn't a huge fan of her title run. I mean, due to her. Commitments in her native country of Japan, she wasn't able to defend her title on a regular basis. Now that we have a title holder who can compete on AEW Dynamite every Wednesday night... Things are finally looking up for AEW's women's division, which was the one thing WWE had them out beaten and was that women's division. And Nyla, of course, running roughshod as the unstoppable champion is something I'm super intrigued to see playing out. So we got that big, mega women's title match coming. MJF versus Cody. I mean, talk about a feud that's been built up in the best ways possible. It all started at full gear when uh, MJF Maxwell Jacob Friedman chose to uh, disown his former mentor uh, moments after he threw in the towel for him to cost him his. Championship match against Chris Jericho. Uh, MJF finally owned up to his heelish ways and stepped out uh, of his own uh, uh, his own I don't know his own face turn you could say to establish his own legacy. And episodes of AEW Dynamite have seen both men engage in heated promos, which have led to public lashings. A bloody steel cage match between Cody and Wardlow. Cody, of course, doing the moonsault off the top of the cage. Now that all of MJF's roadblocks have been bypassed, Cody will now finally get his hands uh, on his former best friend in a match that I'm sure will get very, very, quote-unquote, colorful. A lot of blood between Cody Rhodes and MJF. I mean, Jake Hager's making his debut against Dustin Rhodes. I mean, come on, man. I mean, talk about long-term booking. (laughs) Jake Hager... Um, he's the man responsible for smashing Dustin Rhodes' hand in between a car door. That brutal moment right there on TV took place during the build-up to Cody's uh, championship match with Chris Jericho at Full Gear. Since then. Dustin's, uh, I guess you could say his anger has grown exponentially and caused him to continue going at members of the inner circle after Cody's loss to Jericho. I mean, the the man formerly known as Jack Swagger, Jake Hager, he hasn't competed in the ring yet in AW, still in a, a Bellator with MMA, but he's played a big part. Uh, In Chris Jericho's uh, terrifying uh, inner circle club I mean he's basically the MMA bodyguard to Jericho I mean he's finally going to make his AEW in-ring debut Against Dustin Rhodes in a match I'm sure will be a lot better than expected I mean I don't think anybody expected Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes To be the match of the year in professional wrestling but that still, I think, lives, I think that's the candle right there. That That's the measuring stick. Uh, their match at double or nothing back in May, back in Vegas, Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes in that no disqualification match. Um, and then, of course, you got to look at Chris Jericho versus Jon Moxley, AEW championship match. I mean, Jericho's been running wild as the AEW champion since, what, he won it August 30th and 31st, 2019 at All Out against Page. Ever since it kicked off, though, Chris Jericho's title run has been responsible for producing some of the more memorable segments and matches in All Elite Wrestling. I mean, Jericho runs around with a formidable stable, the inner circle, and has come out on the winning end during feuds with Kenny Omega, Scorpio Sky, even Cody Rhodes. And after a series of number one uh, contender tournaments, we finally got treated to a new hero who's ready to step up to the challenge of Le Champion. And, of course, AEW's resistant wild man, John Moxley, who was a heel at first in his feud with uh, Kenny Omega. Again, phenomenal matches there. Moxley, of course, turned the tables on Chris Jericho when he attempted to... Uh, add him to his inner circle. He smashed a champagne bottle over his head, stole the keys to a super expensive ride. I think it was a Ford Mustang. And of course this beef has entered a higher uh, plateau of hate. And with the title on the line, i'm expecting something very monumental here i mean since jericho's been running with the championship for a lengthy amount of time i think now's the best time for him to drop it to a worthy individual if anybody's gonna drop that or if jericho's gonna drop it to anybody it's gonna be john moxley i thought if it was gonna be anybody who's gonna be cody rhodes maybe even kenny omega but it looks like they're trying to make moxley the the, the biggest name in sports entertainment when it comes to professional wrestling and I mean Moxley has racked up a, a ton of victories he's gotten the crowd behind him every step of the way. John Moxley is in the midst of a winning streak that and it's the biggest way to cap off uh for his career for him to finally capture AEW's top prize. I could totally envision John Moxley here beating uh, uh back the repeated interference of the inner circle by finally employing some outside help and landing a final paradigm shift uh to lay chris jericho out for the one two three but that's just me again we're gonna have to tune in we'll have a full review show next week aew revolution wrestlemania 36 coming up uh tyson fury defeating deontay wilder again deontay wilder you lost man take it on the chin that was episode 163 presented by belly up sports remember to follow us on the twitter at belly up sports and of course we're sponsored by tick pick use the promo code osho 10 that's capital o-s-h-o-w 10 for ten dollars off your next order using tickpick.com. you should have used TickPick, you bastards mecca nutrition use the promo code osho 20 that's capital o-s-h-o-w 20 for 20 dollars off your next order go get your protein supplements now hit it hootie